Why, hello and welcome. Welcome to the Peer Pressure Podcast. I am Diane, sometimes known as Diane Kamikaze, and I am your host. The reason why I do this podcast is because I like to say I am a champion of heavy music. I've always found my favorite songs since I was a young kid had riffs, hooks, were either metal, hardcore, hard rock, or punk, or something fairly aggressive in attitude and sound. And I am all about appreciating the people that keep that world going, whether they're musicians, webmasters, other podcasters, record label and festival owners. It's important to me to recognize what these people do in that realm of music. So... I am here to bring them to you in a different context, more than a Wikipedia entry or a press release, a little more personal and a lot more fun. I'm a rocker for life, and I hope these episodes do make a difference. Send me feedback at diane at wfmu.org. And my Facebook page is Diane Kamikaze Farris, rocker for life. Like my page there, and I will keep everybody updated on podcast episodes in that space. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned. Today I talked to Faya, spelled F-E-A. They are from San Antonio. I would call them a punk band. They're on the Blackheart label. They've got a little bit of like a riot girl thing in there. They talk about societies, norms, cultural, gender-based issues, and they're funny and they're fun. So listen up and welcome Faya on Peer Pressure. I'm with all of Faya. I'm going to have you introduce yourself. I'm Fani. I play drums for Faya. Hey, I'm Letty. I sing for Faya. I'm Bobby. I play guitar. Hey, I'm Jen Alvin. I play bass guitar. Fantastic. So you guys are on tour right now with Agent Orange and been singing your post and you've been saying over oh, near the end of the tour and overall, how would you say that it's gone? Like what kind of an experience has it been for you this time around? Yeah, I think that we're a great fit when we tour with Agent Orange. It's our second time. Um, and I really think that we're a good fit for each other uh, musically. I mean, um, I think... Most of the shows, I mean, they've all gone really well, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, we've been having great shows, and their fans are just so receptive to us. So, yeah, we we just feel like anytime they ask us, we're, we're totally down to join again. And you're sort of a n- newer wave of punk than them, but I love that you're rocketing through to the front and melding really, really well with the tried-and-true band. Um, is there anything that you can attribute to that? Um, I think that we're not necessarily, like, I mean, it's maybe slightly newer wave in a sense, but I think cultured punk has been there, just not out in the open at all. I mean, there's a band from Peru called Los Psychos who used to do a cover of theirs, and they're kind of considered the first punk rock band almost in the 60s. Um, they were doing... We're doing Spanish and English. Spanish and English, uh, rock and roll. Yeah, definitely ahead of their time. And, you know, I guess we're we're in a very small category when it comes to, like, Chicana punk rock. There's us. There's Alice Bags. There's a lot of other bands that we've experienced that are just maybe hometown bands that don't tour as much. 
but um, it's definitely out there. And uh, if we can be the first to, not the first, but no, if we could. There's no first. There's no mm-hmm. first, exactly. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But if we can. It does feel, though, that you're on, like, the crest of another wave. I wanted to add um, just that I find it really interesting and it's really cool that um, a lot of, like, older fans have been like, man, you brought me back to my teen years, uh, maybe when I played in a punk rock band, you know, back in the 70s or something. And so, yeah, we've, we've there's a lot going on in our music. I mean, it's, you can't really pinpoint this one genre right there's a lot going on in there but I think that a lot of people have told us that we that there's an old school sound um you can hear the influence in other words Mm -hmm. yeah and so the first time I heard you was last October on my show I had um Trish and George from My Dolls on and so they were on for a guest DJ segment and they played You Can't Control Me yeah right and and that's the first that I heard of you guys I, I feel wow. like you know a fool but whatever but they were really so in tune and the, and the way that they talked about you I did not realize that your band was not like 50 years old oh, like you know it, it was a total like on par thing like oh we love what they're doing and mm-hmm. this and that so so that was my introduction to you and then through Laurie Barbero also yeah. can you talk about her working on the record with you yeah definitely um Jen and I have, have been fans of uh, Babes of All of Us. We've been fans of Babes in Toyland for years, since the 90s. That was the first, was first concert, concert in yeah, 1996 that, that we, we saw them in San Antonio. And she was actually, and her band was actually the main reason we started our first band. So it just kind of came full circle mm-hmm. that we ended up working with her. We were, we're on Blackheart Records, which is Joan Jett's label. And we were asked, who would your ideal producers be? And... and she, she was someone that came up, and sure enough, they reached out to her, and she absolutely wanted to do it, and she got involved, and we told her the story of how we saw her in, in 96 and how she was a huge influence on us, and she made us feel instantly instantly comfortable, and we it was an easy session to do these songs with her, and it, we learned from her, and she's great, you yeah. know, and then she brought us on tour, she which was, was even, which was like, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I was going to say... I fucking love Lori. So it was my first time. It was my first time recording, like really, like in this really nice studio. I was, I was so scared. Just oh, for you, for, for me, own. yeah, personally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I was really nervous, and my voice goes out instantly, and it's just nerves, you know, it dries you out. And I was terrified. And Lori was so sweet, and she's like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna bring you some Maker's Mark. We're gonna make some tea. We're gonna hang out, talk about Freddie Mercury, because we both love Freddie Mercury. And so we, we sat around, like, nerding about him. And then uh, we went to a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. And then she got me all nice and, and relaxed. And then went back in there and, and killed it. And I owe that to her. It was so, it was such a great experience for me. So I, I'm super grateful for her. I'm yeah. sure she could tell that you were stressed. Yeah, 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 she knew it. <laughs> She's just, like, the perfect people person. She knows everybody. She can read you well. Yeah, yeah. and she yeah, just yeah. a positive down girl like it's, yeah. it's awesome yeah. and then what about uh, getting Alice back to work on the record Alice we actually we had met Alice years ago she was a fan of, of Jen and I's first fan girl in the coma and she had reached out through an email so I had stayed in touch with her for years and again she was another person that if we can ideal it worked out that we ended up having three producers it was Lori was one of them and then um, 
Alice who ended up I just reached out and was like it, it seems natural to have Alice be there being that she was one of the forefronts of doing this being the first Latina you know in the 70s doing the thing in East LA and coming out and so I was like we got to ask her too you know and we had Laura Jane Grace as well from Against Me come in mm-hmm. and it, it was just it was either through a connection through Blackheart or Alice was just the one that we naturally would be flying here um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's been she's been with us since the beginning of tour so yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah no uh, Alice was someone that Jen and I knew and she we thought she would be great fit for what we were doing and, and coming in and I think she was like the strictest she one. was I was yeah. going to say this was like you've seen the movie Stand and Deliver <laughs> that was like my Stand and Deliver moment where I was just like oh because she was so she's a vocalist herself so she was just like nope I don't believe you try that again have you ever even been heartbroken before like you know and just trying to get me to channel like a certain side of myself so that I could project that through my vocals and um, at the end when we listened to the, the I guess the result of it it was like, oh, wow, like, she really pushed me, like, and yeah. it was also, like, that was, like, a really good learning experience. All three of the producers that we've worked with have been so different from one another, but we've learned something different from each. Yeah. It sounds like Alice really knew how good you could be. Yes, yeah. I'm um, How old is that record now? I think it's over, it might be over two years old now, and actually after this, this run that we're doing with Agent, we're heading back home to work on a seven inch and uh get that out and then we have a mini tour going up into cali where we're playing with uh we got invited by the Foo fighters to do a festival so iggy pops on it tenacious d garbage so it's gonna and iggy pop has been uh championing the band he has yeah yes, which is yes. which has been great so we're like yeah. making it a goal to meet him because we haven't met he, oh, I, really? he hasn't seen us you know so it's one of our big things. Like he's there. He talked about it. So hopefully we, we meet him like out I there. I forgot. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what family are we talking about? Yeah. So like, I'm over my fan page. Yeah. So so we're we, we're doing that mini tour to get to San Bernardino for the Cal Jam, and then um, then we want to release another full record. It's about and it's now that time. I think the cycle's complete with this yeah. first record. So we want to get the second one out, and we're we're actually playing on this run. We've been playing four songs that we hope to be on the record yeah and we we played in new york a couple days ago and one of our label people from blackheart heard it and they're all excited about the new stuff so mm-hmm. do they put out seven inches or will that be they on do they, they do, do. We, that's actually what we did with Lori. we had uh Lori had done the seven inch so the songs that we had done with her came out first mm-hmm. and then we released the album and then we put the same songs on it mm-hmm. so that's actually what we're going to try to do again is is get these songs out on the seven inch and then do the the full on record. It's just almost like a teaser, like here's yeah. kind of where we're going and then here comes the record. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. So that's and, and what's goal. amazing about um having three different producers on this album, you would think it would be almost like in three different chunks, like three different vibes listening to the album, but because we picked the right producers, it sounds like an album. Like it it, it very it yeah. very much flows. You wouldn't even know that it was three different producers they all got what we were doing it's not overproduced um it, it it's, a, it's a really good album so hopefully we can bring that same thing when it comes to to, to the newer bay album coming up 
was everything recorded in the same place? No. And then the, oh, we were in different really? cities, different, different studios, really? different vibes. Like she said, Alice was more of kind of like this, almost like a musical teacher that had a ruler that said, no, bad. And we went to you LA. Know, we went to LA with Alice. We went to Minneapolis with Lori. And then we went to Michigan with Laura. So it was three different environments yeah. and wow. three different teachers. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's three different recordings. Yeah, yeah, it's, at it's all. weird, but somehow it managed to just all come together. It's like they all, and Lori met Laura at a show, so like it was cool. Like they all come from the same seed, so I think that's why it was able to just kind of mm-hmm. mesh all together and work itself out. Yeah. That's probably more of an achievement than you think. Yeah, no, I was like, surprised. I was a little worried about it being just kind of like this off-putting thing, but no, it, yeah. it worked great. That's actually something that surprised me, too. I didn't play on that album. I'm, I just joined the band recently, but mm-hmm. I was a fan of the band before, and I knew the album, and I was blown away to find that it was three different producers in three different studios. It sounds incredibly cohesive, you know. So, Bobby, how did you come into the fold? How did I come into it? I uh, I knew Fonny and Jen kind of just from our, our local San Antonio scene, you know, um, I knew the old guitar player, and I known them, and I was a huge fan of the band. You know, I I followed Girl in a Coma, you know, and um, and I was I was a big Faya fan. And so when they were looking for a new guitar player, and finally contacted me, and it I, it was just like, oh hell yes, of course, yeah, that's yeah. That's the his audition was just on point, and you know we we're like, let's hang out, you know, let's see how it goes. And he's like us, we're just like chill and want to play music and have fun and. It, it all worked out together, so. How does touring affect you each individually? What would you say is the most fun thing or the hardest thing or, like, the like <laughs> one thing for, for each of you <laughs> well, to deal with? I think on this tour, like, we, we hadn't toured all year, so we went full blast, you know. Like, we, we hit to be very cliche, but, yeah, we partied, you know, and every show was amazing. Like, it's, like they said, the Agent Orange crowd is really receptive, so, like, we just went full blast. I brought a girlfriend to sell merch in the middle of the tour. It kind of changed the dynamic of seriousness and cleanliness. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, we're we're learning as we we go, and you know. But as us four, like we we're definitely an interesting bunch that likes to have fun and play. I think we're we're definitely like a motley crew that just came together and are having tons of fun, and it's been a lot of fun and. We just kind of get each other. I think maybe the same humor. we have the same humor where we're all goofballs, but when we get on stage, we kind of read each other and we, we and know we the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once we're up there, it's like we can read the vibe of the audience. We know where to take the show. We know how crazy to get or how pulled. There hasn't really been a, a rough part other than, you know, the, the normal stuff of missing people back home and you know, all of that, you know, and then we all have our normal lives back home that we have to try to keep up with, but... For the most part, I can honestly say this has been a very, one of the top funnest stories I've been with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. It's, it's yeah. been a blast. For warming up as a drummer, what do you need to do before you go on stage? Well, I always, <laughs> we were just talking about this. I see drummers. Okay, it's it's kind of funny. I've, I've probably been playing drums now for like 18 years, as long as the band's been together. And I used to do, like, the whole warm-up session of, like, sit there with the drum pad and all that. But now I just, I, I have fun with it, you know. And I, I'm so used to it that I'm able to just go up there and do what I do. 
So I literally now just sit with the... I'd rather sit with the band and get in, in the atmosphere that we're in and feel the people and get the vibe and just... I feel where we're at is what's happening. Uh-huh. I just kind of try to meld myself in that, in that environment and that's how I warm up. Just like how serious is this going to be for tonight? How how serious is this crowd? Like how are we going to win them over? It becomes more of a challenge versus like, wait... I've got to warm up these old bones of mine. Like, no, I'm not. It's not even about that. I'm like, well, how is my energy going to be directed more so than Maybe that? later we'll be kind of like Sting and we'll like do <laughs> amazing stretches oh, and mm-hmm. some this yoga. But right, right now we're, we're a little cliche, you know. We like to drink and have a good time and we loosen up for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that we're, we connect. But also yeah. we're, we're prepared for anything on stage. You know, we're playing another band's you know, showcase, and we have to razzle-dazzle the crowd and win some of them over so that they can buy some merch so we can go to the next city. So mm-hmm. it's just a fun game to us. Like, hopefully they like us. Mm-hmm. If they don't, if they're mean, we're, we're kind of down. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just, we're down for some chaos. Or <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are, though. You're not cliche by overthinking it. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> we're all right. Um, yeah. When we don't have... So right now we're 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 opening for Agent Orange, right? And there's, but there's usually a local band or two that are you know opening for us. Uh, so that helps a lot. When there isn't one, you know, it kind of feels kind of I don't know. Well, so I like when there's a, a band or two, you know, opening up first, and the band before us. I usually do some little vocal warm-ups as I'm in the crowd and no one can hear me anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder if there's right, someone right. next to me that's just like, why is this bitch just humming to herself? <laughs> um, I try to do that. I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. Uh, there's better care that one can take of you know, uh, their vocals. Um, so I try. Aside from that, a couple of shots. Yeah, I know. Definitely a couple I do the same thing. If I get around to it, maybe I'll doodle on the guitar a little bit. Get my yeah, fingers. I, I, yeah, you but, know, I wish you were that. Well, I mean, I don't know. We've we've been that band before. We I've picked up the bass prior and warmed up a little bit. But say is so easy, and it's uh, there's no overthinking. So really, it's just a blast to just throw yourself in. It. Yeah, exactly. A lot of I think that a lot of it, aside from not to like toot my own, but yeah. the guess is it's not it's not as like. I don't know. It's, it's not very hard, but it's good music. I like to think it is. But mainly, I think it, it, it's our um, vibe on stage and how we connect. And you know, you see us up there. We're literally laughing at each other. I, I pick on them on stage and just like kind of poke her in the face, you know, in the middle of a song or whatever. We make each other laugh. And we just make each other laugh. You know, I'm like running out of breath. I'll turn around and make a funny face at Fonny or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to catch my own breath or something. Um, but I think lots of people they notice how much fun we're having on stage. That really gets people excited and wanting to like join our fun. Uh, well, that's what I've noticed. I haven't gotten a chance to see you live. I'm very excited about tonight. But I have watched a bunch of your videos, and you do have a real welcoming vibe and not that other people are on stage with you but it is sort of like join us like 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 like, check it out that is like that's how we pretty much live like we're just we're all friends and we welcome anybody in and everybody in the van yeah we have done that we did that in new mexico we have piled people in here just to come and hang out with us and you know that's we're at we're at a, a stage where this is this is fun for us we take what we do serious but how, I mean, it's music, and it's for people. It's for yourself and for people. So how how serious can you get? It's for everybody, you know. Like, yeah. There's no reason to close off yourself if you're presenting something for people. Mm-hmm. 
So if there's any kind of hiccup in, in any song, we yeah. we play off each other. Then that means, let's say, well, recently Bobby's uh, chord came out. Well, then we go harder, and then he comes back. It's just like a team effort. Like, yeah. And I mean, like a, a final tap joke. We try to make the crowd um, comfortable during that uncomfortable moment yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. you know, then it's just not a big deal. Oh, that's nice mm-hmm. that you make yeah. the crowd comfortable. Inside, I'm like, maybe I'm like inside, like, ah! But then I'll just make a, a joke, like, okay, here's some comic relief. We can move on, and we can all move on, and yeah. it's fine. I think people like to see the humanity. And on this tour, I've, like, put thicker strings on my guitar because I've been breaking through them so much, you know. And, like, things like that. Or we'll, you know, we'll get off a beat or something. People, I think people enjoy seeing these are humans playing music. I'm not listening to a record. Things happen that, you know, bring right. some humanity to And as to long as set. we're not awkward about it, it yeah. doesn't even yeah. matter at all. So mm-hmm. A lot of times that almost plays in our favor if something yeah. goes a little and bit And we're wrong. actually, we're pretty good. I mean, I, I would hear stories about Nirvana having the worst sets ever like just mm-hmm. really not playing their best but people still love the shit out of them so I think we get by Girl in a Coma was on Blackheart mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. so was that an easy thing or was it kind of like starting no. all over again surprisingly we when we first started Faya we had a different singer we didn't have Buddy right. and they actually were not in favor of her what? they wanted to be but they what? were they're a true label they, you know they like what they like and we ended up not getting along with her either when we went on the road, so we had a separate thing of auditions, and Letty came along, and we had already known her. She joined the band, and once they heard her vocals, and when we, I showed them the demo, I was like, well, we have a new singer. Check this out. Maybe this is something else you might dig. They were immediately like, now, yes. Now you have it right, basically. So then they then they signed us. And they're, they're yeah. just like, they've been so supportive, like... It's just kind of an ideal record label for us, and it's weird because it's like this like New York San Antonio bridge that we've created. They don't give a shit about anything. They they're just completely supportive of, of everything that we do, and uh, they love the new songs and they're excited. So yeah, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better record label. It's very much like family. They were even supportive of us going to jail. Yeah. Tell me about the jail stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bobby and I got arrested because um, <laughs> this lady was being mean. <laughs> she was a clerk at a hotel. We forgot our key in that room. We tried to go back in there. We, we went down for a smoke, realized that we left our key in. She wouldn't let us in because the room was not registered in our name. It was a fan who got us the room. Uh-huh. It was late, and she didn't like us from the get-go. Yeah. And so she was just giving us trouble, and I can have a temper sometimes. And so I gave it back to her. And then it turned into, like, it was, like, 13 cops out. They took Bobby, even though he's just, like, sitting there. I was the one with the mouse, I'll admit it. Well, we got arrested, you know, just for the night. <laughs> it was not that bad. Well, so you had somewhere to stay, though. You couldn't yeah. get in your hotel room, so. <laughs> right, right. No, we had Honestly, I was comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to sleep in. It was just one of those where even they were just, like, there was no Black charges. Heart. Like, and Blackheart's like, well, that was some cool articles because our lo- our hometown, like, had two different main papers contacted and we're like you know we're going to write a story about it and Houston yeah Yeah. it was really random so these articles came out and they they thought it was funny as hell where did it happen what city was it Cleveland oh yeah it happened in Cleveland but it it came out in the the Houston and SA papers so it was kind of hilarious but apparently (laughs) that's been what's been making them laugh lately so that's that's nice (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> now, it seems like our followers really loved the story. It's a lot of people are thinking it's a really funny thing. It almost yeah. it played in our favor. It's like a yeah. Hard Times News article. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what is your uh, writing process like? Lately, like, uh, rhythm section, um, and it's not even, I'm not even the best bass player. It's just something a little bit catchy. I'll show it to Fani, she'll add some drums, we'll show it to Bobby, he'll add some great guitar. We give that track to Letty and Letty adds some cool vocals and uh, we get together and we show each other and we're just, we all trust each other. We're like, that. there's no changes that need to be made unless, you know, we get to a producer and they have another ear for us. But, yeah, it's been pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, that's that's why we've been doing it, so, yeah. Do you have thoughts on your next production like who would be producing it we actually do we're we're trying to we had a jennifer finch from l7 uh, reach out that she had some interest so we're kind of in the middle of trying to figure out how that works i know they're they're in the middle of releasing their own record so i think they've been caught up in that but yeah we're we're trying to see if that's going to be a thing that's going to happen so yeah and hopefully okay. ideally one day maybe kathleen hannah could do some songs with us we saw that Alice Bag had made a connection with her. Um, she did some vocals on a, a track for Alice. She was in the video for Alice. So we're, like, getting really close to, like, you know, I mean, we we all grew up and loved our Riot girl music, which helped us. That's all we had when we were growing up. So to get her would be, a, I don't know, a completion maybe. I might be. So it strikes me that a lot of your lyrics are serious and very issue oriented mm-hmm. but your music I don't even I don't even want to put the word but in there your music is really uplifting and cheerful and engaging yeah how I already know what you mean like I think you kind of how did that happen I think you know, but like, I think that's us like in a nutshell like um but despite popular belief we have serious thoughts <laughs> you know we don't take ourselves too seriously so yeah we, we have opinions we have stuff to talk about we have stuff to offer experiences and all that but you know on the outside we're we're jokesters and we like happy sounds yeah. <laughs> we have to have fun while we're we have to giving have fun. those messages yeah we got to be fun and it's not even in my personality to and I look up to a lot of bands that have more of that serious attitude where there's maybe you know, more serious chanting or, you know, like, speeches. Right, and protesting. And right, protesting. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is not me. Mm-hmm. I can't even pretend to be that person. I can't do it. So this music kind of just, I feel like it just describes us. Like, yeah, we've got stuff to offer, experiences, opinions, all that stuff. But then we we like fun music. We want to dance, too, you yeah. know. And that's all, I always thought that was really interesting when we did Feminazi and we would read it. Um, it was really men that just fucking attacked the name. They did not even listen to the song. Oh my god! Yeah, they song. they were like feminazi. Oh great, blah blah. blah. Yeah, we're like, yeah, wait yeah. a second. Listen to the lyrics, and you'll understand that we're we're more on a softer side about it. We're like, this is what we mean by being a feminist. Like it's like we're with you. We're not against you. We just want equality, and it is it's more in a, a humorous way and the dudes that fall right away they're like ah oh, I can't even deal with this right now and feminazi like yeah no it's just they didn't even take the time to really research that song is like the ABCs of what it means to be a feminist it's just not even we're not even going like too deep in it's just like here it is hi we want equality 
We want respect for both genders, all, you know, everything. Let's just all be equal. I'm going to say it in, like, five different languages, so hopefully it'll get through your freaking heads. We don't mean that we're better. We mean that we're equal. And, you know, it can't be more obvious than that. If you read the lyrics, it Mm -hmm. it is just plain and simple. And it's not a man-hating song. Not it's got all. nothing to do with being against anything. Exactly. It's just pushing your cause, and it's almost got like this sort of Sesame Street thing going on, yeah. different languages and but stuff. But it's a puppet like, show like this. is what yeah. it is. It's like, if you look at the video on YouTube, you read the comments of what people say on the Internet, and it's like, oh, these seem like a bunch of men-hating feminists, and this is what's yeah. wrong, you know, with you know, with the whole left party and everything. And then you, and, and it's like, I was, I was aware of people saying that before I even joined the band, and then I got to know these girls, and it's like, it couldn't be more of the opposite. They're right. the most inclusive, cool people. The idea here, it's so far from being the, uh, just the very closed-minded, non-inclusive, you know, feminist stereotype that people love to present, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's so different from that. It, if you actually just read the lyrics for what they literally say, it's very cool. The one-word description I would use for that song is delightful. Like it really is so like so like oh my god oh this is so cute like it's 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 really very up and and poppy back to sort of like your style mixed in with what could be certainly seen as serious right and um, topic it's pretty interesting because we start with that song and we're starting with that song at an Agent Orange show like these skate punk dudes and if they if it's a good sound guy of course you do hear the lyrics you know it's funny they just kind of turn their heads like am I what, is this against me or do I like this? Yeah. And you know, two more songs in. Like, all right, I get it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm yeah. in the moment, you know, yeah, like, like some people are like, okay. You see it right at the beginning of like, what is going on here? And are you talking about me? Yeah. But yeah, and then once they hear like even like Spanish, they're like, oh, okay, this is different. Like, yeah. Spanish is not like, it's not that. It's not like an alien language, but, you know, some people are just like, what? Are they speaking another language? Like, yeah, so it's interesting to to watch the crowd warm up and start to claim us as theirs. There's a certain challenge to anything being sung in a foreign language just because, like, people who are in their rock mindset all of a sudden are like, wait. I'm right. not understanding. Wait, what? Like, there's a certain... Because yeah. half the people are half in the bag, and they're like, blah, 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 and all of a sudden they're like... Am I drunk or can I not understand them? Mm. Right. You know. no, true. I think yeah. the biggest trip, we do this one cover, it's Smash cover, Pelos uh, Fuerto by Gloria Trevi, and it starts off, it's just Fani and I, just mm-hmm. kick drum, and then just, uh, just saying some words in Spanish, and then the music comes in, mm-hmm. and then I see everyone just like, oh, but as I'm chanting that part, right, I get so many confused looks, and they're like, oh, what? Yeah, and then yeah. and then guitars come in and then they're like well, okay and then they start you know moving around and dancing and stuff but that's that's always a fun you know part to to watch the crowd. Mm-hmm. Favorite city on this tour? Oh dang! Madison. 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 Been. Yeah, Madison was a good. Madison one. kicked ass. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. No. Yeah. I would. I would agree with that. Madison is a really cool one. You all don't have to agree. Yet. No, we yeah. made. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to scan the whole tour. But we made some great friends in that city, mm-hmm. um, or um, or we hung out with some good friends. You know, yeah. and there, there's lots of cool people there. Yeah. Um, well, the that was a cool club. Oh, the crowd was awesome. I mean, there was some cool photographers that took some really yeah. great pictures that mm-hmm. were probably used for a long time, mm-hmm. and like 
I don't know. It was just like a really good show all around. But we we've had a great show in Fayette uh, prior tours um, in Madison, where the sound guy actually recorded it. And we have that recording, and it's like, oh, that really was a great show. Like, I, I don't know what it is about Madison, but Madison, and not on this tour, but another tour, Flagstaff, um, that was like a community, all-ages show. Yeah. And it, it was just so great to see everybody move. There wasn't It wasn't just the front. It was the whole room and, yeah, we, random places that, you know. New York is, is also always New York, New York a lot of fun. This one. Yeah, mm-hmm. this one was great. For sure, because we've played New York with Girl in Coma for years. Um, We've had packed shows, and it's more of a, I'm listening to you. I'm not going to show you that I'm really liking it, but I do. And this New York can be like that. And this show, we were were getting some movement, and we were like, wow. All right. It was really cool, for sure. And, like, also in Ithaca, we we made some really cool friends. So both of our shows in New York were really cool. We should go to play Rochester. I mean, let's see, we're in jail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, but both of those been, we'll never know. Yeah. There hasn't been one that was like, ah, yeah. hate that show. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, they've all been pretty good. One song from each of you that's either influential or that's just been on your mind or something that you grew up on or... Hmm. I, I never stray away too far from Super Drag. They're not East band. They're not punk. They're just... They had a great album called Regretfully Yours, and every time I hear it, it, it's nostalgic and reminds me of different tours, and yeah, I just, I love that band so much. To these three girls, this is going to be a cliche answer, but they kind of really introduced me to X-Ray Specs, and like, that's kind of been blowing my mind. It really kind of gave me the right idea of what we're doing here, so something, something made like Oh, Bondage of Yours, or yeah. one of those, it's just like, yeah, I'm in, like, yeah, okay, I get what we're doing here. I'm going to say the cover that we do, Bella Suelto by Gloria Trevi. She's a Mexican pop star, well, pop mm-hmm. wannabe rock. I don't know what it is. Is she, is she popular? She's very popular, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah and she was, like, in the 80s. It really went 80s, oh, okay. 90s. She was, like, what, like, their Madonna, almost. Like Cindy Lauper, yeah. Madonna. Oh, okay. And, um, oh. But the song is about letting your hair down and just not giving a shit about what other people think. I'm going to be my way. If some dude wants me to comb my hair, well, fuck that guy. You know, stuff like that. And um, actually, once we started doing that cover, I kind of broke out of this really, like, I was so shy. And, you know, I was in a shell. And so when we started covering it, because when I was little, I used to imitate her, you know, family and friends. Like, I was that weird kid. When I when we started doing it, it kind of, like, helped me, like, break out and just be what I do now. Yeah. Love it. It sounds like it's really important to you. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Always, for me, to this day, is always Babes in Toyland, seriously, because since that day that we saw them, I literally went home so excited and had just, Jen, we're going to do this. We're going to... Were you a drummer at the time? No, not at all. Jen Jen was actually the one... I wanted to play guitar, and Jen was the one uh, that convinced me to be on drums, because I have it in my family. My grandfather and my father were drummers, and so I was... I didn't think to go to drums, but she was like, just do it. You keep a beat. So that's, I guess. You know, but I knew then and there watching them that that is what I wanted to do with myself. Mm. So they're going to always have that place with me. Awesome. So, yeah. So great. Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know about you personally or about the band or anything that's significant that we didn't talk about? I guess maybe that we just really take this full force and, and this is something that 
we want to keep doing for a while and hopefully make our little niche in this scene and just to keep following us because we plan on putting out some good records for everybody. Nice. Yeah. And best way to get in touch with The you? best way to find us is, is just to look up FEA 210. 210 is the area code of San Antonio. So if you look up FEA 210, because if you look up FEA, you're going to find oh, girls being like, I'm, yeah, yeah. So I'm so FEA. And it's like <laughs> a million pictures of girls that are, I don't know, what not are you doing? Fans. Not FEAs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so definitely type in FEA 210 and it should take oh, it out. Yeah, I wanted to ask because FEA means ugly, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it means ugly, so. though. But so we're trying to make that a not a bad thing. So it's 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 not a bad thing, or right. it's not it's not ugly. It's not not it's being not ugly. it's not ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's there could be many meanings to say. Uh, we we actually did we put we fuck a monster. We to make it into like a positive, you know, mm-hmm. like because when Fonny and I were in Girl in a Coma, we did of course come across some. Well, we just want the lead singer, you know, because mm-hmm. we we didn't look the way they wanted us to look, so. We're like, the next band was called, like, we wanted to call it The Uglies. There was already a couple of The Uglies. And uh, a friend of hers from New York was like, y'all should be called Fea. And we're like, oh, that's a badass name. Like, yeah, that's that's what, that's it, you know. And we wanted mm-hmm. to take something that was, a, you know, a negative into a positive and just own it. Yeah. People think yeah. it's a, I think it's an acronym. You know, people think it's Fuck em All, which I feel like is not <laughs> inaccurate, you know. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. And I love the way you guys bring in the listener and the audience with your material. And can't wait to see you. And thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that concludes another podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. More on the way. I am Diane Kamikaze. Check my Twitter and my Instagram. Handle is one word, Diane Kamikaze. Kamikaze ends with an E. On Facebook, you can find me as Diane Kamikaze Farris, rocker for life and making a difference. The full link to my uh, index of shows and podcasts is can be found on wfmu.org slash playlists slash DK. Those are, that's a capital D and a capital K. I'm going to be working on encore presentations, and I've got years of interviews and podcasts. So if there's something that you'd like to see reposted that you missed, please get in touch. Send me email, diane at wfmu.org. And be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you like it, please rate it and review it. Wow. WFMU. Peer pressure. Thank you. See you next time.